But when it comes to Teslas, and many of us have been trying out this full self-driving beta, and with the recent release of 10.69.1, and we're seeing huge improvements on that, it's getting to be quite exciting. And we're now starting to think that RoboTaxi uh, is just around the corner. So today we have Florian Minderop. He's the CEO of a company called Mr. Green. It's based in Europe. But Florian saw this future happening and made a bet towards it many, many years ago. He's met Elon. He's been at the Fremont factory. He's been at all the factories. And he started this amazing company in 2007, but actually um, really switched and made a whole bet into Tesla in 2013. Today, they are one of the largest leasing companies in the world, all Teslas. They currently have 3,700 Teslas, and they're, um, but they have a goal of 15,000 autonomous driving robo fleet by 2025. Very, very exciting. So thank you so much. Welcome, Florian. Appreciate you joining me today. Well, uh, uh, sorry, I always always call you Tesla Herbert, but you're never officially Herbert, of course. Thank you, thank you very much for uh, for having me and uh, for the the great introduction. Well, thank you so much, Florian. You're the one you're the one calling in from Europe, so thank you. Let's get brighter. I'm really excited to learn more. So. First question for you, Florian, is what made you get so excited about Tesla way back in 2013? Tell me about how you met Elon um, and, and just how, what, what went to your mind and probably your heart as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, maybe it's good to, to, to give a little history about our company and how we started and maybe yeah. a history about myself as well. Yes. Um, I was born in, uh, in Caracas, Venezuela, which is an old company. Or, or oil oil state, mm, and I lived there right. for ten years. And uh, I lived there because my dad was an entrepreneur in Venezuela, and he actually uh, earned his living uh, supplying the oil industry. So I always loved the oil industry. I I, I loved the smell of oil. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I actually worked for an oil company uh, somewhere in my in my thirties, and uh, I worked for a bank. And then I started to uh, to understand that uh, the whole world is all one big geopolitical hmm. uh, game uh, with all the negative uh, forces with it. And uh, so um, I wanted to do something, but I didn't have any idea. So um, I, I wanted to do something uh, entrepreneurial. I wanted to do uh, something to, to save the world. So um, I started with a company uh, renting out uh, scooters, mm. uh, electric scooters. And um, I, uh, I found a, a co-founder, uh, a good friend of mine, Mark Schurz. He was actually on, on the same page. And um, uh, we just started in 2008 with our company. And we call our company Mr. Green. Mm -hmm. uh, at that moment, we thought we're going to green the world. And uh, we are two guys, so it's very easy, Mr. Green. And... Uh, um, well, we were uh, before the troops because there, there wasn't any uh, electric car yet. There weren't any, any uh, infrastructure yet. And uh, there were only electric scooters from Taiwan. Yeah. So um, the first thing we did was, uh, was going to the municipality and saying, look, uh, look what's happening in the world. Look at what's happening uh, in the United States and in London. Uh, municipalities are putting out uh, infrastructure for people to, to start buying an electric car, to make them VIPs. So um, we started uh, building infrastructure and um, we started to learn more about what's the business case of electric vehicles. 
And then we uh, got uh, to see the film uh, Who Killed the Electric Car? Right. Uh, uh, number one, and then Who Killed the Electric Car? Number two. And uh, in number two, uh, Elon Musk was starring. Uh, he was one of the, the key figures there uh, explaining his business model uh, against the, mo the business model of uh, General Motors. So we were very excited about that. And then we saw the film of uh, Al Gore, The um, Inconvenient mm -hmm. Truth. Mm -hmm. And that made us think, really, there's the, we, we really do have a big problem. And uh, we have an existential crisis. Uh, we have rising oil prices, uh, global warming, etc. And we thought, let's, let's do something about it. Pretty naive, maybe, <laughs> as mm -hmm. two, two guys on the street. But just let's start and let's see what will happen. So um, we started importing uh, um, electric cars. And... Uh, we we then started to see that uh, the business case for for electric cars actually pretty good that uh, there weren't any costs for uh, gasoline but also very low maintenance cost and also that the battery would eventually be uh, uh, have a longer lifetime than uh, than than the car itself so uh, we started thinking of residual values for for batteries and then we started on on uh, uh, setting up our own leasing company and uh, the first cars we had were Nissan Leafs in 2011. Mm. Wow. And, uh, but the problem with Nissan Leaf was it only had 100 kilometer uh, <laughs> range. And uh, we didn't have fast chargers yet. So it was pretty difficult to sell them. And uh, we only had this very green kind of people who are actually willing to make that sacrifice. So um, we started to follow Tesla, and, and finally Tesla came to the Netherlands in 2013, and we were one of the first companies ordering 100 Teslas Wow! in, in 2013. So that was a big bet for us, because we didn't have to finance yet, but we were very convinced about Tesla and about the, the, the Model S uh, by then. So that's how we started, and that's how we came uh, into contact with uh, with uh, with the company Tesla, and eventually we also met uh, Elon himself because he, he was traveling the world and he was explaining his vision. So uh, he was actually joined by GB Strobo as well, mm -hmm. and we actually met him in person as well. So um, and he he came to the Netherlands I think three or four times, and I think the the fourth time he opened the factory in Tilburg, which is in the south of the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. And we were asked by the Dutch uh, Tesla uh, uh, girls and guys uh, to to have a chat with Elon, and uh, we were able to to ask a question to him as well. So we were pondering: uh, Are we going to ask him a question, or are we going to do something funny? <laughs> so we thought: uh, Why don't we make a bet with him? <laughs> I love it. Uh, in, in, instead of asking a question, so we said. Um, Let's make a bet, and uh, if we um, if we're gonna uh, make our target and we're gonna sell 250 cars, uh, Teslas, we're gonna uh, bring our whole team of eight people by then uh, to the United States, and we're gonna uh, visit the Fremont factory, and we're gonna travel to the Nevada factory. Yeah, but we need a car. Actually, we need two cars from to go from Fremont to Nevada. So if we make our target, <laughs> we, we we want you to, yeah. uh, to 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 give us your your Model S. If we don't make it, we will clean your your logo on the on the Tilburg factory. <laughs> okay. So he said, "Okay, let's do it. Let's let's make that bet." So uh, one year later, we 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 uh, we actually made our target. We went to the the Fremont factory and we got this car. And uh, 
of course, nobody knew about the bet and nobody knew about the Model S, but eventually we got a Model S because we said we're from Mr. Green and uh, we are from the Netherlands and uh, we came here because we made our target and they were uh, very agile and they said, okay, here's your Model S, let's get Okay, I want to hear more about this. I want to hear more about the story, Flory, but I got to pause because you are a legend. This is a story that more people need to hear about. Number one, you were already very passionate about the environment 2008. You started a company <laughs> uh, that, well, yeah, at that time, who's crazy enough to do this? Uh, Elon was, and you. <laughs> uh, you started doing it with... Uh, uh, scooters that makes sense because there was really no cars, and then uh, and then you you made that bet to buy that 250 Teslas in 2013. That's huge because I started investing in Tesla in 2013, and I know at that point they were still questionable as a car company. Who knows they're going to go down? Uh, it, it was very crazy to even consider that they would succeed but you had determination. So uh, I just, huge kudos to you. I did not know this story. People need to hear this. Uh, I really want you guys to succeed and that you're mission driven first. So, okay, <laughs> this is a very exciting. I can't believe you made that bet with Elon. He loves it. And then he lost that bet because you ended up selling 250 Teslas. Like you did in a lease model already. Is that what happened? Yeah, so uh, this was uh, around, I think, uh, so we started with buying 100 Teslas in 2013. So I think yeah. it was somewhere in 2014 or 2015 that we actually made this bet. So, yeah. yep. Yeah, and then how, what, what the bet was you would lease these cars to uh, people. You would basically act as their... So, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I should explain how our business model works. Um, yeah. uh, uh, we are a leasing company, which means that we are renting out our cars, uh, but not for the short term, but for long term. Uh. And uh, it's a full operational lease, which means that we uh, actually, it's kind of a subscription for cars and we do everything uh, which is uh, around the car. So we buy the cars, mm -hmm. we finance the cars, we uh, service the cars, uh, uh, we uh, make sure the, the cars are insured. And if you need roadside assistance, we also help you with that. We help you with setting up a charging station. Uh, we help you uh, get, uh, uh, if, if there are problems around uh, Tesla service, we can help you uh, get service faster. And we can be like a middleman between the communication between Tesla and the, and the, and the consumer. Okay. So that's, that's it's short our, our, our model. Yeah, uh, I'm still trying to understand it. So you're saying, are you saying that the uh, people who subscribe to your subscription model, do they end up owning the car at all or is this really a rental? No. Okay. And it's a, so why do people want to do this? That Why don't they just decide to buy it? Why don't they just decide to get money to loan it or lease the car? Well, I always always give the same example. Why do pi people buy or rent a home? And it's 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 the same idea. Um, I see. If if you buy it, you have all the hassle of 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 uh, ha having your own asset. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, because we have uh, a lot of those assets, we are able to uh, have a team uh, servicing all those issues you have when when owning a car. So it's actually quite a hassle to own a car. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 much easier to have a subscription on a car. 
And uh, I think uh, the, the whole trend uh, is actually mm -hmm. going more into lease slash rent slash uh, yeah. subscription and not only uh, uh, for your car, but for all kind of assets that you have in your home or on, on work. Yeah, I, I fully believe that Tesla's uh, cars will be a subscription model itself. And you've been doing this since 2012 and you've been learning and all the little ins and outs of how that takes. So but let's go back. I, wanna, I didn't want to interrupt your story because so you met Elon, you made the bet. Tell me about your visit to Fremont uh, and the other, fact, uh, the other factory you went to. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. We, were, we went to the Fremont factory. Um, uh, we had a tour there. So we were able to, to show our whole team what Tesla is all about. And uh, yeah, that's that's amazing to see uh, people sitting next to the supply chain, working on their desktops or their laptops, and actually um, changing stuff while their cars are actually being assembled. So uh, we could show them that Tesla is not pure a car company, but it's much more a software company. Mm. Uh, also in building their their factory, and we also learned there was like a. a a secret division where the batteries were 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 made so that mm -hmm. we weren't allowed to go there but they told about it and they told about the history of the roadster and uh, well it, it was just a, a fun drive and a fun way to learn tesla more and of course we went to san francisco and saw all the teslas driving around and um, then we uh, we went to nevada to visit the nevada factory mm. But there was wasn't anybody there yet, so we were for a close fence. We we drank a beer and we went back to I, I believe Lake Tahoe or something, and we we had a lot of fun, a lot of adventure. Yeah. And uh, and the the year after, we actually went to the opening of the Nevada factory, uh, which was amazing to see as well how how how, how big the factory was. So that was the second uh, uh, factory we uh, we visited. Yeah. What was the um, the thinking of Elon when he heard about you guys? Um, obviously, he should be very excited and very supportive, but what did he say about you? And did he think that this kind of um, model is something that he he would support? And he what what did he do? What did how does Tesla work with you guys? Well, we don't have very much contact with Elon, but we have a lot of contact with the, with the Dutch department of, mm. and they, they have a direct contact with Elon. So I think uh, a lot of things that, that we come up with will eventually come on the desk of Elon. I have no idea, but yeah. uh, well, we, we have made that one bet with them. We have discussed some things there and, uh, but uh, we always have a, a colleague here. He's on sales and he always says, it's incredible. But every time that we think of something, uh, Tesla's actually doing that. <laughs> exactly. So uh, he always thinks that we are ahead of Tesla, but yeah. I'm always watching everything which is happening in the, in, in the Tesla community and looking a lot at, at YouTube channels and thinking about new ideas, et cetera. Et cetera. So it's like um, we're working a lot together. So and we're we're uh, we obviously are, are very inspired by by the way Tesla works. So and uh, we, we're just a little speedboat. Uh, around that big ship of Tesla, and, uh, and 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 hoping that we are able to uh, to to bring their mission into the world because it's the same exactly. mission that we have. So um, yeah, we're, we're we're just, and I've I've talked about it as well. I, I think that we are also, I think Tesla wants uh, entrepreneurs like we are, yeah. and they still look for those kind of entrepreneurs who are actually going to use their their technology and their platforms to 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 earn some money as well and. Uh, also make the mission uh, feasible. 
So yeah. I, I, I hope we, we are an inspiration for those uh, entrepreneurs in, in residence at this moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. In the last uh, interview that he did with Tesla owner Silicon Valley, and he was asked by Ryan Levinson, uh, who I did an interview with recently as well. He owns 11 Teslas. And he was talking about a robo-fleet management. And uh, Elon said, well, we're not working on the software right now because they're too busy with the factory deployment. But he did envision in the future there's going to be these shepherds, right? These fleet managers that's going to take care of the cars. Basically what you've been doing for 10 years, this yeah. is going to be the norm for basically all cars in the future that eventually are robo-taxi. They'll need people like you, massive businesses like you to manage the fleets. And you're going to be the one for Europe, but maybe uh, the U.S. as well. Maybe you'll have an outpost here. <laughs> oh, definitely. We, we, we are already thinking of, of how are we able to come to the U.S. and are, are we able to do a kind of franchise or a white label or yeah. whatever. We, Remember we, me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I think this is going to be a massive business. Okay, walk me through again. You talked about your purpose. Um, it sounded like this is something you've been very passionate about since, again, so early, 2008. Um, and then how did you, so this company was formed in 2013. You decided to go all in Tesla. Uh, for what reasons? Because the car is just sexier. It is better batteries. What were the major thinking and decision why you decided to go all in Tesla? Uh, yeah, well, first of all, because uh, of the sexiness. Uh, yeah. At that moment, <laughs> there, there, there weren't any electric vehicles who were any remotely uh, um, uh, as competitive as the ICE vehicles. But the yeah. Model S was really competitive in that in that uh, segment of the market. And um, and because of the supercharging network already installed, it was not that big of a. a, a negative component that you're not able to uh, to have this 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 huge uh, range so at that time the range was about 350 kilometers or something or 400 mm -hmm. so uh, if you wanted to make a trip to the to the to the mountains which is about 1000 kilometers away from the netherlands it, it would took you about two to three hours more so mm -hmm. uh but uh uh, one, sexiness, and two, the infrastructure is one of the reasons that we started working with Tesla. But I think the, the, the most important thing is that Tesla is mission-driven. Mm -hmm. And uh, we experience from ourselves that what kind of power there is unleashed when you're mission-driven. And uh, you, you can like uh, uh, win every battle there is because you are, you are doing something which is, which is bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's not only about you. It's about society. It's about getting getting the world better. So uh, it's sometimes it's also it feels like uh, you, you have the world on your shoulders. So <laughs> you don't have, have to. It it it, it can be a pretty uh, heavy load, and there are a lot of critics saying, "Well, I don't believe in it." And uh, is it, yeah. is, an electric, is an electric vehicle actually more green than a combustion engine. And there's a lot of fat, a lot of fat mm -hmm. going around. And we have to battle the fat every time. But that's actually something that I like to do. Yeah. I, I, I like to talk about people, uh, uh, about and uh, giving people hope. That's actually our, 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 our business model, is giving hope that there, nice. there, there is a solution. And there, 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 is, there is a solution to our problems. And actually, the solution is even better. It's, mm -hmm. And uh, that's one of the things that we learned from Tesla as well, is that they're not only sexy; they have a better infrastructure, but they also the business case is better. Mm. It's 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 cheaper on a kilometer basis. So um, 
and it's it's more fun to drive it's more relaxing uh and it's it's safer it's a more safer car so those are the reasons that we choose for tesla and uh we are just there to uh, to 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 show the world that uh what tesla is all about and it's uh, getting more and more complex every every day to show what tesla is actually doing <laughs> and what they're up to so um the, 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 one of the first things that we did was we just made a lot of road trips. So we went to the to the to the North Cape, and we traveled for 4,000 kilometers with two two cars in 2013, I believe, or 14. And we showed uh, the Netherlands and all the people around us that it was capable of driving yeah. 4,000 kilometers into the snow without yeah. any problem. But we were we were very lucky because we decided to do that. And um, two months earlier, the, the last superchargers were, were placed in Norway. <laughs> so we were very lucky. Yeah, actually, you're very lucky. I think it's meant to be because uh, it just turns out that, you know, Netherlands and Finland and Norway and those areas happen to be the areas where Tesla decided to really have a focus and area at presence in, right? So worked out for you yeah. guys. Yeah. It was, uh, uh, and not only. Uh, I, I think we are one of the one of the EV founders uh, in the Netherlands, together with a lot of other companies, and we were all uh, based in uh, like Amsterdam. So we were like the Silicon Valley of electric vehicles yeah. of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So that made us like the 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 the, the head capital of EV, even even more than Norway. So that that helped us a lot with setting up infrastructure and setting up um, all the software around the infrastructure so that was yeah. that was that was part of the chicken and egg solution at that moment so the infrastructure was in place and that was yeah. the, the the that was the reason that that big companies like tesla uh, came to the netherlands yeah and actually the headquarters of europe is based in amsterdam so we we our our office is based next to Tesla. So we they're we, perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It's we, we talk a lot with them. You're probably one of the major reasons why, and I I might I can't remember the which country it is, but seventy uh, percent uh, Teslas is it is it Finland or something like that or Norway Norway. What do you mean by seventy percent? I understand that uh, of seventy percent of all EVs sold there is Teslas. Is that right or is it that? All new car sales, seventy uh, percent of all new car sales. I don't know um, which country that is, but it okay. it, uh, it it definitely was seventy percent in uh, in twenty two thousand fourteen and two thousand. No, not not that now. No. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> okay, maybe I'm getting my my facts wrong. But okay, so tell me the story of how you moved from two thousand fourteen to now. So you focused one hundred percent of Tesla. Uh, you you really uh, started to help educate folks about it and and help build the infrastructure required for it. So what's that journey like from 2014 to 2022? Uh, you know, we know Tesla's journey, right? They they went through hell. <laughs> they went through manufacturing hell. They had lots of ups and downs of things that they progressed, but also things were slow. And it's only now that things are starting to skyrocket now that they've got things done. What about your own business? What what happened for you from that period of time? Uh, yeah, well, um there was also a lot of fud around uh, Tesla and a lot of fud about around electric vehicles. Yeah. So we had, we were really like uh, kind of missionaries uh, explaining mm. that it's better and it, that uh, a lot of stuff which appeared in the mass media were wrong and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dead wrong. So that that was one of our things we had to do. And two, we just had to manage to to, to become a business. So. We had to uh, scale our team. We had to get our financing ready, etc. And 
one of the most yeah. important things that we did was uh, actually uh, getting a residual value uh, mm. for for Tesla. So um, we actually went to energy companies and we said, um, if you uh, want to buy a, a, a battery in a few de- a few years down the road, what kind of price would you pay per kilowatt hour right. or use battery? So they, they gave us a price. That price surprised us. <laughs> and um, uh, we could use that letter, letter of intent, to go yeah. to our financiers and say, this is the residual value uh, an energy company is giving to our battery. Yeah. And the battery at that time was like, Thirty yeah. percent of the of, of the uh, of the value of a car. So we had a yeah. kind of a high yeah. residual value already set in place. So that gave us a momentum to finance the cars, and we were very lucky that uh, ABN Amro, one of our uh, banks, national banks here, was uh, was believing in us and was believing in our team, and they actually wow. financed us. Yeah. So that was our our uh, we we call it the financing hell. It was not production <laughs> hell, but financing hell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we also made a bet because we we, we said we uh, we first gonna sell the contracts and when we sell the contracts then we're gonna try to finance the contract. Right. But uh, it was always that uh, due to fiscal reasons that the cars were like sold somewhere in November, beginning of December, and they were uh, actually delivered at the end of December. So we had a very small time frame to really get those financed. And uh, we were very lucky and very happy that those people really believed in us, and they they actually gave us the finance. So yeah. that, that that was our our bottleneck, and still is, still is. Okay. Okay. So tell us, tell me about your business today. How many uh, Teslas do you have on lease? What is your business model? Uh, how are you making money? And what are the sure. things you do to manage it? Yeah. So. Um, um, where do I start? Um, I think the, the the first thing I want to explain is that I just explained uh, that we are just buying Teslas and yeah. that we are renting them out. In a normal leasing company, uh, the leasing company wants to get rid of the cars. Mm-hmm. But we said we don't want to get rid of the cars. We, we are going to keep them because we think that the, the value of the car is going to be bigger than everybody thinks in the market. So yeah. we're going to keep the cars and we're actually going to... Uh, release them again for a second term and we are actually doing that a lot at this moment and people are very eager to lease those because the cars um, from 2013 are still very good and they're still very modern and they uh, still use the same supercharging network which is perfect and it's actually increasing and the software is updating so the cars are actually getting better every year and um, and we have them in the books for a lower price, so we are able to to actually give them a a, a low uh, leasing price. So that's that's the the first two things that we're doing. But so, what do you think? What's happening with the battery degradation for the cars that are really old, 2013-15? They're still very good. We yeah. we have cars in in our fleet where uh, we have driven more than five hundred thousand kilometers, and yeah. they're still they're still okay. So they're. I think the degradation is uh, for those uh, batteries are around 90, 88, 87%. Wow. So yeah. they're, they're, they're still good. They're still good. And of course, sometimes we have one of, yeah. one out of 500, one out of 1,000 cars there, uh, the battery dies. But then we have a solution with Tesla. And uh, event, uh, at this moment, there are even other players uh, able to uh, to swap the battery. So there's 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 some new business models around that as well 
Okay. So that's that's the 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 installed base that we are creating, and the 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 second thing that we're doing right now is um, because we believe so much in um, in not only 100% electric cars. Uh, we are 100% Tesla company, yeah. but not only because they make electric cars, but we think. Uh, Tesla are not cars; they are actually robots, huh? and uh, they will become <laughs> robots, and they will uh, they will be awake when the software updates. And uh, <laughs> so we we yes. have like a we have like a sleeping robot fleet, and it, it, it will awake some somewhere this century. Yeah, and okay. uh, if if they are awake, they suddenly are self-driving autonomous cars. Yeah. So. Um, what we're what we're trying to uh, explain to people right now is that uh, it's not only about uh, going electric, but also having the opportunity to uh, to buy the FSD. Um, yeah, and uh, they don't have to buy it. So what we actually are offering them is a is a subscription on FSD. Uh-huh. And um, uh, we started with that somewhere in 2019, and people were very skeptic, and uh, we were also very skeptic. We said it's expensive. Uh, it's the functionality is not very good, and it still isn't really good. It's still, in, uh, we call it the FSD Alpha version. It's it's the beta minus kind of uh, version. Yeah. Um, but we're seeing what the incremental uh, steps Tesla is making and making FSD beta better. So we are very anxious to uh, to to bring FSD beta to the Netherlands, and we're waiting for that. Um, but we're already offering them uh, a subscription, and we started with offering. Uh, FSD beta uh, or FSD alpha at uh, zero euros and um, making people uh, get acquainted with uh, uh, learning how to drive with an AI system. So, well, so to be clear though, right, the FSD beta is not in Europe right now. So I think you're referring to autopilot on the highways or? Uh, no, uh, autopilot is also free here. Correct. They have like an uh, an, an uh, FSD package, which uh-huh. you can buy for seven thousand euros, which yes. is a lot less than twelve thousand mm-hmm. um, dollars. But the functionality is is uh, is squeezed. So uh, one one reason is uh, is regulatory uh, reasons, but the second reason is that we don't have FSD beta yet. Yes. So we have the old old FSD version. So it's uh, it's not the enhanced autopilot, but it's the FSD package which uh, you guys in US had like uh, one year ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to jump into. Let's. We can go ahead and jump into FSD and this whole bet that you're making. I I just love it, but I I can't get off the fact that you know the cars that you're buying that you're now leasing and renting to other people on a subscription basis. But they could possibly last forever, <laughs> it, it, you know, a lot longer life cycle than we normally expect a car to exist. And here you've got 2013 cars still on the fleet and still managing and renting it out. And the ones you're buying now, they could probably last 10, 20, 20 plus years, probably. And then as the features get added, right, it's one of the few cars where there's it just keeps getting better and better over months as the software updates. Plus, well, the appreciation of FSD as that gets better. But you know, it, it's I just I'm struck by having a business that is very expensive because these cars are fifty thousand, seventy thousand dollars U.S. dollars. But at the same time, it really doesn't cost you a lot of money because if you decide to sell these cars, you you still make <laughs> right. Uh, it, the depreciation is not as much as you'd expect it to be. Correct. 
Yeah, that's that's uh, that is that um, we always ha had that insight or that vision that the residual value should be bigger than uh, the residual value of an ice car. Yeah. So I think in a normal ice car depreciates about fifty percent a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, we already said, well, uh, we believe it's going to be better than 50%. So it's going to be around 10%. Yeah. Uh, but our financier said, well, we don't believe that. We think it's mm -hmm. going to be about uh, 20% instead mm -hmm. of 15 So um, uh, the, the, the normal dynamics of an electric vehicle already are better than a, a, an ICE vehicle. So there's less maintenance, there's less gasoline. So the, the residual value of a car is, is, is higher. So that's, that's reason number one. But reason number two is, is that we are in a very uh, strange kind of market dynamics where the, uh, the demand is, uh, is far bigger than the supply of cars. Mm -hmm. So wow. if, de if yeah. demand is bigger than supply, the residual value will also yeah. get a kicker and go higher. And uh, the third thing that we believe in is that uh, Due to FSD, the car will will get better. Yeah. Uh, and due to software updates already, but due to FSD, the car will get better and better. Yeah. Um, and uh, because it gets better, the the price of FSD is also going to get get higher. So uh, we think the residual value at this moment with the with the current functionalities, the residual value is still low. But if the, exactly. the if 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 the, the the software gets better, the residual value will increase as well. So that's the bet that we that we are making. And uh, the fourth the fourth item of our uh, bet that we're making is that if the software is ready, you are able to uh, uh, put your car into a fleet and actually make the car make money for you. What Elon. Uh, explained on uh, on uh, on AI day number one or what what, what was yeah. it? Uh, yeah, AI day one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, and that's something that we we believe in and we are actually making a business model around. So we are trying to help our customers to think like this as well and um, uh, make them learn that FSD is actually better than uh, a human drive already, and it's not better than on 100% self-driving right now, but it's getting better. Yeah. And uh, it just takes time. But I'm already uh, convinced that if you give somebody FSD and you take it away a year later, that people <laughs> will scream, no, 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 no. <laughs> give, give it back to me. I will pay you 20, 30 euros. No worries. I will, I will, I will, I will have it. So um, it's, it's, it's kind of a, 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 a latent, how do you call it in English? Um, uh, it's 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 uh, people don't see it yet and they don't yeah. uh, feel it yet. But if they if they have if they have experienced it, mm -hmm. they will change their mind. They don't want to get rid of it so anymore. Of your fleet that you have currently today that you own, all the Teslas, what percentage of it is you've got FSD package in it? Did I hear? Did you read somewhere fifteen percent? Uh, we have FSD package. Sorry, yeah. yeah. What, what what's your question? Of of the fleet that you own, what percentage oh. of that fleet has FSD in it, or you bought the FSD? Yeah, so we have around uh, four thousand cars, and we yeah. have around fifteen hundred uh, uh, Tesla FSD packages. Perfect. So okay. About, yeah. 
30, 35% of our fleet consists of FSD. So I can see it's already rising very fast. Are you yeah. selling some of your fleets when they get, you know, are you selling them and then buying new Teslas always and replacing it? Or are you just trying to hold on to everything you have and keep buying, buying, buying as much as you can now? Yeah, our strategy is, is buy and hold. <laughs> I love it. Yep. Oh, God. And so your goal was uh, 15,000 auto robo taxis by 2025 are you do you think that's still on track or is it all based on you know the progress of teslas and they haven't even released fsd beta in europe yet and uh, but yeah is that no. your financing situation or yeah so so our, so our strategy is like it's twofold is one yeah. is we we want to uh, get as many cars as possible and the second is we want to get as many fsd packages as possible yeah. so the first one um, with the opening of uh, giga berlin is going to be actually pretty easy because yeah. uh, we started in uh, in Berlin as well a year ago, and uh, I mean we're we, uh, it's we're already selling 100 cars a month in uh, nice. in uh, in Germany alone. So I think with the run rate of 5,000 uh, production Teslas a Giga uh, right. Berlin end of December. Uh, and speeding up to a 10,000 10, cars a week production rate somewhere in July 2023. I think we will be on a 500,000 car production rate somewhere end of 23, beginning right. 24. Right. So um, we always had this uh, ratio. This uh, I know you're the milestone guy, so uh, <laughs> that's why I wanted to, to, to yeah. share it with you as well. Yeah. We, we always had a ratio of um, every car which is produced at Tesla, every 400 cars, we buy one of them. Okay, wow. So every yes. 400 car produced, one uh, is, is bought by Mr. Green. Uh, at this moment, we are like at one, one at 1,000. So okay. we are actually lagging our key performance indicator. Yeah. But um, in FSD, we are already on uh, one at 400 still going. So there are, I think uh, worldwide, there are like 500,000 FSD. Uh, contracts sold at this moment. Yes, and uh, we have about 1250, uh, 1500. So we are at still one on one on four hundred on that part, on the second part, on the FSD part. So I think um, fifteen thousand is uh, uh, cars uh, in two thousand twenty-five is uh, is reasonable for us. Yeah. And uh, I... Uh, I I hope that in two thousand twenty-five that our, our take rate of FSD is going to be 100%. So our fleet will consist of about 100% FSD as well. Okay, well, Thorin, I just love you so much, man, because you have guts. You have guts and you have put your business focus on this. You have vision. I think you're going to be very rich. I'm very supportive. I want you to succeed and I think you're going to succeed. But it just takes guts because obviously there's all these other side of the fence here. People are saying that, FSD is never going to happen in their lifetime. It's going to take forever. But on the other side, what you just said is probably very true that it's it's this thing where when it improves, like we saw a potential, it was a major leap with 10.69.1. And if you have uh, knowledge that you know FSD is a neural net that's learning, as you kind of indicated earlier, it's, it's going to come alive at some point because it's exponential curve. But that's when that happens, a certain moment, and it can happen quicker than we realize, uh, then it'll become a hundred percent take rate, exactly. like you just said. Uh, so it might be slow. You need to survive. And the beauty of your business is that you've got a business model that succeeds and already successful, regardless of when FSD comes. But when it does, 
you guys are well set with thousands and thousands of robo fleets. You're going to probably take over Europe. <laughs> oh my! I mean, I mean it, uh, it's like yeah. it's, it, that's that's the thing. I um, I think that Tesla is like underselling FSD at this moment. They, okay, well, explain they, that. Explain that. What do you mean by I, underselling FSD? I think they they don't want everybody to to have FSD at this moment. Okay, they're, why? They're, they're, they're focusing on, on making the product good and, mm -hmm. and very good, mm -hmm. and then they're going to sell the FSD. And uh, yeah, gotcha. uh, we are actually trying to sell as many FSD as possible. Uh, and uh, even with very low effort, we are already on a take rate of 35%. Yeah. So if we are already able to uh, sell 35%, can you imagine what Tesla can do if they, if they really want? Yeah. So, um, I, I think at, at the take rate they have right right now, ten percent, fifteen percent. That's just because FSD beta is not out yet in the whole world. It's just because there are just one hundred thousand FSD beta uh, users at this moment. But if FSD beta wide release is actually coming this year uh, or maybe beginning of next year, we will see a significant rollout and. Uh, and and a, a huge uptake and an uptake rate. That's that's something I'm I'm convinced about. And um, uh, I'm 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 driving FSD a year in the Netherlands already. And I I I don't want to get uh, I I don't want uh, somebody uh, getting my FSD away from me. <laughs> I'm I'm already uh, hooked. If you if you understand what I mean. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm we we're actually making a. Um, uh, a commercial around that uh, that uh, somebody is 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 driving, and uh, he's sitting at the at the at the at the, the signs of the the street. What's it called again? The stop signs. Yeah. And uh, he's actually getting his phone to use his phone, and and uh, and he only has to tap to get through the green light. So that's 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 just uh, one minute of time, but that's the one minute of time you can use your TikTok, and you are, yes. you you you, yeah. you don't want that mom, that one minute of TikTok time get away from you. <laughs> you understand yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. that's I mean that's a silly silly uh, example, but you can make uh, uh, a lot of examples about what is time actually valued. And uh, I think Arc Invest uh, made it a very, very nice business case around it. It's it's actually valued around uh, five to six euros uh, or dollars an hour, and even yeah. more. So uh, FSD at this moment it only costs you five uh, euros a day. And in our case, where we uh, we our subscription is thirty euros a month, so it only costs you. Uh, thirty divided by uh, um, thirty, only one euro a day. So that moment that you can use your TikTok, it only costs you yeah. one euro. So yeah, it's 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 already a no-brainer. Yeah, if 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 you buy FSD, uh, what is it, eight thousand euros? You said, and then you're making a bet of how long the car will last and how long before FSD is somehow valuable, really valuable to users. But you've bought it. You, Mr. Green, has owned the car and Mr. Green owns the FSD, then you can charge a subscription model to it, right? And then, so then for people who use your car in the future, it's part of the package, but they'll pay you a subscription. So you'll potentially make way more than the 8,000 euros for the cost of that. And that's just the basic model because once it becomes robo-taxi, then that's just the, the economics of that changes, right? I wanna get into that too. Um, 
but if did I explain things properly that that's what you're doing is you're trying yeah, to pay okay. for this much because the idea that you said earlier with it, Elon's trying not to sell FSD. I, I agree with you. Uh, he so he you know he's he it, the 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 amount of do- when he says I'm going to charge you eight thousand euros or twelve thousand US dollars, and the, he's just trying to set a, a kind of a number to it. He doesn't really need that as revenue. I don't think uh, he's going to make it twenty thousand soon by the end of this year US dollars, and then he's going to keep ra- raising it because he doesn't intend people to actually pay for that anymore, but he wants to drive people to the subscription model, but. He wants to put the true value of what this this really is a real value. So, for you to try to lock down that price as early as possible, um, you know th- that's all going to be huge bottom line numbers for you in the future. I think. Yeah, I think uh, I mean uh, uh, some of the revenue of Elon, of uh, Tesla is also leasing them, so they they know the leasing yeah. uh, business model. So they also know the residual value of uh, of a car, and they also know the residual value of an FSD package. Mm. So they also see that the, the, the residual value of an FSD package is actually increasing. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and they also know if, if I increase the, the, the value of um, the purchase value of FSD, then the residual value will also increase. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, for us at this moment, we're, we're buying FSD at discount. Yes. At a big, big discount. Yeah. And uh, I mean, um, of course, we want FSD to, to come to the Netherlands as soon as possible. But for our business model, it's actually, uh, uh, we rather buy it for 7,000 than for 15,000. Do you understand what I mean? I, I do. I, I've been telling people this, okay? So, you know, the, my brother asked me, should I buy FSD? So I, I have um, I have three, three, two brothers and all, and all three of us have Teslas. I'm the only one that bought FSD. But now they're asking me, should they buy it? And what I'm telling people is that Let's assume that RoboTaxi does not is not available regulatory or otherwise for another eight years from now, ten years from now. Okay, I'll give you that. Okay, because yep. you, you're you're telling me that you're being conservative. You don't think it'll ever happen. Too many too many edge cases to fix before. Okay, let's assume it's eight years from now. I'll give you that. <clears throat> but I think in four years, by that point, it would have gotten good enough that people buying your car will realize that the value of that is a lot higher than it is today because they can see within four years, it's gonna happen. So you don't have to wait eight years. You just need to wait three, four years before all of a sudden the residual value of your FSD that you've bought in your car. And then of course, they're gonna keep raising the price of it. And so if you wanted to buy a new car with FSD, it'd probably be 30,000, 40,000 at that point. Uh, so, so then you can do the subscription model, but then your car that you bought today at twelve thousand or fifteen thousand, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just uh, that's what I think is happening as well. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's all based on the assumption that the uh, the the price of FSD will will increase in the future. Yeah. And that's that's something we have difficulty with uh, uh, also internally that we said. Yeah, at this moment, FSD is only 3,000 euros, but it will increase in value in the coming uh, uh, two to three years. And everybody will say, well, we will have to see that. Elon says it, but we have to see that. But uh, now two years later, yeah. it happened already. Yeah. And we're actually seeing it every every uh, six months, the price is increasing. So I think it's a given fact right now. <clears throat> it's not, it's not uh, a vision anymore. And um, it's also, if you look at the dynamic, uh, the business dynamics, it's also very uh, uh, plausible. 
and it actually is right. I think that the software will eventually be of more value than the hardware. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and that's why their, your business model makes so much sense because it's basically exactly. the subscription and, to the, and it's, it's not the car that you want to buy anymore. It's going to be the service of, you call it yourself a exactly. mobility company. And I don't really understand what a mobility company means, but basically it's, it's basically hiring out the ability to be, have a, have a car to drive you wherever you need to drive. I don't need to own it anymore. So Uber kind of like started doing that, but the Uber is very expensive nowadays because the cost of the gas and the cost of people, if you take away those two out, which is then you become the next version of Uber. Yeah, yeah. and, I, and uh, I mean, we've been dreaming and insp getting inspired by all kinds of people, but uh, eventually uh, at this moment, you, you need mobility to get somewhere, yeah. to get to the pub or to get to your office to or whatever. But maybe you can envision that the car is actually your pub or is your office or your oh my God. or whatever. So you don't right. even need to do the mobility anymore. You are in the office. Yes. So you don't pay for mobility, but you pay for being in the office. So there's going to be totally different value proposition and price. So you don't even look at the cost, but you only look at the value which is proposed to you. You are brilliant. You can become the aftermarket like you would take a Tesla and then you would put all things in it. Do you want this to be a party room for a 13 year old uh, birthday party? Or do you want this to be a conference room for an executive meeting? <laughs> and then you would put all the proper aftermarket additions to it to configure it to whatever you need. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's, that's also adding value to society as well. Yeah. I mean, um, that's, that's, gonna, that's gonna change a lot of business models. I, I actually, yeah, I don't laugh at this idea because I'm actually doing it now. Like I find myself like when I'm waiting because, um, you know, I, I, I go to some office and I have to wait in the lobby. <clears throat> Instead of waiting in the lobby, I, I go back to my car and I wait in the car, which is weird and okay. weird because I prefer mm -hmm. to be in my car because I've got the, in, uh, you know, the, the proper uh, temperature then I've got the games. I play all so Dooku. I play all these games, and I just relax. I'm listening to my music. Why would I want to sit in a lobby? And so I, I just say, I'm going to go back in my car. Okay, just call me when I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Love it. Yeah. Um, tell me about the Robo Taxi business model. This is very, very exciting. You, uh, and I know that. So the the argument that I've been having with a bunch of folks is that I believe that Tesla will stop selling cars to consumers. And it may not be 100%. It probably be like instead of right now they're selling 100% of their cars to consumers, it probably be end up 15% they'll sell to consumers. 85% they'll keep themselves. But they will need fleet managers and they'll sell it to fleet managers like you and they'll need fleet managers to do all of the things um, to help make sure that that business works. So that's, um, tell me what you think the, what your role is and what your business model and how the economics work. Yeah, well, I think there are, there are, um, a lot of models actually gonna hmm. converge or gonna happen or things that we haven't thought about yet, but for us, it's going to be, um, at this moment, we, uh, we, we can become either an operator that you uh, referred to uh, um, mm -hmm. in the beginning, or we can become the um, robot taxi as a service company. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So we actually do everything we do for our clients right now. But then our clients are not just people, uh, one person in one car, but that then the, our clients are the operators. So they, they operate the taxi car, but they don't want all the hassle of buying, financing, et cetera. And that's something that we do. So we could stay in that business and just expand that and uh, do it uh, through a franchise or a white label or whatever. Or we could become an operator or we could just sell our whole fleet and do something yeah. totally different yeah. and, uh, and, and start a leasing company for Optimus or I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and, uh, and, and maybe we can do it all together. And uh, we, 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 we can start building uh, Musk cities everywhere. So uh, no, it's, I, I mean, I, I think we're still on the, on, the, on the very, very, very beginning of a lot of possibilities and a lot of uh, chances. And um, I think, uh, I, I don't know who said it, but how bigger the problem, how bigger the opportunity. And I think the problem is, 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 is very big. I mean, rising oil prices, global warming, um, uh, energy scarcity, uh, those are the three biggest problems at this moment. So there, there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah. And we're not, we're not even talking about, I mean, we're, not, we're only talking about the car part at this moment. But what about all the the energy the energy part and uh, the AI part and the Optimus part, which is actually yeah. in 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 the in the in the in the well in the future, which is pretty near, I believe. It's it's not very far away. It's 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 somewhere this decade. So uh, I, I hope that we are able to be fast enough. If you understand what I mean, mm-hmm, yeah, it's uh, your your vision. It's blowing my mind that your vision is as big as Elon's and Tesla's, and you're not restricting yourself to just robot taxi, which by itself is already a massive, massive goal. Can we just go back to that quickly? Do you have? Um, did you not? I, I see a slide where you actually had the economics of robot taxi. Do you want to walk us through that, maybe? Uh, help me. Which slide was that? It was one of the last slides in one of your decks. I thought I saw. Oh, yeah. That's 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 actually a slide from Tesla itself. Oh, is it okay? So it's um it's it's about the 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 potential of having a net present value of thirty thirty thousand uh, euro per car. You, you is that what you're referring to? It is. Yeah. Actually, it's 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 talking about the um, uh, the cost of a of a car per mile is actually diminishing. It's actually getting near to uh, uh, five cents a mile. So at this moment, we lease a car for like a, a, a standard Model 3 for like uh, 600 euros a month. So, um, and that's for 20,000 kilometers a year. So that's about 30 cents per kilometer. Mm-hmm. And uh, we believe that through a robot taxi that uh, uh, the price will actually uh, go to, well, the, the price you are seeing right here, and this is a slide from the from the Tesla AI day, or um, which Elon showed very very briefly. But this is yeah. this is also which opened our eyes, which awakened us mm-hmm. to the opportunity, which is actually coming, and the opportunity is huge because uh, at this moment a car is only utilized about five uh, percent of its 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 uh, its lifetime. So the the 
you can increase the, the 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 moments that you actually use the car, and it's not sitting still in the in the in the garage actually depreciating. So, um, and that's the the golden nugget nugget of of mobility. If you're able to do, to 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 actually get more people drive less cars, that's the solution. Yeah. So, uh, also for the mission of of getting more electric cars on the road and getting less gasoline cars on the road. You actually have, need a multiplier, and the multiplier is not in getting more electric cars in the road, but uh, using the same car more often, so getting the utilization rate higher. Yeah. And that's the that's the whole idea of of robotaxi, and the robotaxi is the only way to do it because that's the only way to to minimize the friction in the in the whole renting process, because we we, we rented our cars through uh, uh, the the equivalent of two row in the U.S. Yeah. Here in the Netherlands, and uh, I earned like uh, three thousand euro a month on my Model S. Wow! Which is which is like uh, five times more than the six hundred euro I would earn yeah. if I just leased it. Yeah. But I had a lot of friction, and it, it took me a lot of time. So I, I had a second job of mm-hmm. renting out my car, mm-hmm. and it took me like uh, thirty to forty hours a month yes. uh, to to actually rent a car. But if I can do it without friction, without uh, consuming time of myself, it's it's a no-brainer, and it's very, very lucrative. So yeah. uh, uh, either the price uh, is going down, or you're getting a lot of margin. That's that's the dynamic. Yeah, and you're going to be that uh, the the service that's going to help people <laughs> reduce that friction. You guys will take care of all that work. Um, yeah, I see the slide. It says ninety thousand miles per year. That is amazing. That's almost like the life of a car in the first place. But then the vehicle uh, longevity is 11 years. That's, you know, it's crazy. So this, is, this is a slide from Tesla itself. And they yeah. said uh, um, somewhere down the, down the road, we're going to have a million mile battery. Right. So uh, I think with the 4680 cells, we're going to see 1 million battery, 1 million mile battery. Um. So that's the the lifetime of the of the battery, yeah. and uh, if you can swap the battery, then you can go further. But let's suppose this is the this is the assumption, and then uh, you can make thirty thousand dollars profit of uh, of a robot taxi per car, which is per year, per year exactly. <laughs> so uh, what's what's what, what's going to be the value of the car? So it's it's not the hardware which is going to make the value. No, it's the software which is going to make the value. So uh, I I understand why Elon is, is saying if if the software is ready, it will probably cost you around one hundred thousand dollars because yeah. it's it, you're gonna you're gonna have a, a an earn back period of three years. Yeah. So, but this is all. This is of course uh, only in the in the first years, I believe. But we will see what happens. We will wow. see how, how fast the competition will be and how fast everybody else is going to do this. And yeah, this is in the in the in the uh, the most rosy scenario where sure. uh, every, everything is going to be right and the regulators are going to approve it, etc. Okay, well, let's talk about that. So, regulatory approval for this in Europe specifically, not just Europe, I guess, everywhere. Um, What's your th- thinking of of how difficult that might be? Have you heard if anything is on the horizon? What's your thoughts about that? Well, I think it's definitely a, definitely a hurdle. 
and it's uh, it's something that is uh, we should be, uh, I think Tesla is working really, really, really hard on, and uh, I think they 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 need a lot of data to uh, to make the regulatory uh, uh, system look at it and 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 give uh, give them the the approval. But uh, I think it's gonna uh, at this moment we have the idea that. Uh, uh, regulatory approval is, is the thing that's going to slow everything, but maybe sure. it's going to it's going to turn around. So maybe uh, governments are going to say, "Hey, what if it's true and the data is actually saying that it's better and it's safer than humans? Then actually, if we don't do it right now and we don't give approval, we're going to be behind and we're not going to be able to to offer uh, our society the benefits of a self-driving car." Mm -hmm. So um, I think. There are already some states in the U.S. thinking like this, mm -hmm. and I also think China is thinking like this, and yeah. uh, Singapore is thinking like this. And um, I, I really do believe that some uh, uh, municipalities are looking at this uh, from this perspective, uh, also in the Netherlands. And um, well, uh, of course, the Netherlands is part of the EU, so the EU has to make a decision about it, and that's also a very uh, bureaucratic kind of system so we, we will have to see we will have to see what happens um, that's the only thing i can say about it and uh, yeah yeah, but, but, uh, yeah. Uh, elon has 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 reiterated that he is saying it will be approved in the, in the end of 2022 so he just said it last week as well in wow. norway so uh, he said it on the earnings call. He said it on the opening of the berlin factory uh, he said it on the opening of the texas factory so i think he's uh, no, I think what is what is what he's saying. I think is, is just FSD beta is going to exactly. be wide wide release, meaning that anybody who decides to buy FSD beta, they can they don't have to do a safety score. They can turn it on and they can do it. It's still human powered FSD beta, and no regulatory improvement required. You, I you do we do need to point out that knock on wood, but currently NHTSA and HSTA. TSA, which is the government agency regulated, regulating transportation in the U.S., they have not yet, knock on wood, put any restrictions on FSD beta. And with 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 two hundred thousand beta users today, so the the you know the you have to ask, well, is that it's likely because they're already seeing data to show that it's safer today than a human. Uh, if it was causing lots of accidents, they would have acted sooner. And then, so that's one, you know, who knows if that's true or not, or whether it's a question about, but I think your point about China makes sense because they are approving uh, robotaxi in their cities in China that's already uh, been approved to do, you know, geofenced robotaxi, just like we have in Chandler or San Francisco. And so this notion that the cities would, act, the regulatory approval would actually be you know a, a red tape that can never be hurdled could op could be the opposite it could be that in fact cities are vying to be the first to be able to offer this for all the huge benefits to society and their city themselves um, they're all trying to pay, you know reduce tra transportation and buses i don't know if robot taxis some people think that it's actually going to increase traffic uh, but if they can reduce the cost for people to travel uh, then that's something that they'd want to do as long as it's proven to be safe. So it, it can go, yeah, who knows what's going to happen regulatory approval. Um, 
But FSD coming to Europe is coming, right? He, he in that one, I know that he has said, uh, Elon yeah, has that, said that, it's coming soon. That, that, that was what I was referring to. Sorry, I, I wasn't beta. referring to to yeah. uh, to uh, Robert actually, uh, but I was referring to the to the FSD wide release. Yeah, yeah. And that it'll be a really they've released it in Canada, right? So second country, and then the next one is Europe. Uh, do you know which country they might go for, or because I know that each country is very different, right? They can't just say it's going to work in Germany. It's going to work in Netherlands. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I hope Netherlands. But yes. I have no idea. Well, it, it could be right because that's where they are. Yeah. What, what do you, what's your? I mean, like if you had no guess, but which which road system is easier for the robotaxi to figure out, learn from? Which is more complicated? <laughs> uh, uh, I heard Elon say something about it, but I can't, I can't remember anymore. But yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 not the road system which makes it more difficult. Mm. It's it's the it's the way how the regulatory uh, mm. body is actually looking uh, or, mm. or 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 having a standpoint about it. I think that's what Elon said as well. I think um, no, I can't remember. But it's 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 not the roads. That's that's not the problem. Oh, interesting. I, I I I don't think so. I I think it's 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 more the the way the they look at the problem. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So, yeah, we'll never know. Hopefully, it comes out no. to you at Netherlands first. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter to you because you you are in all those many in many countries in Europe right now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter for us. That's uh, uh, what I said before. Our, our our number one goal is getting as much cars as possible. Yeah. And we 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 are very very hope, hopeful that Tesla is going to manage this and this is going to this is actually going to work within a few years, yeah. and maybe maybe in a few months we hope in a few months. Uh, but it doesn't matter if it if it takes one year more, then maybe we are even more ready uh, as yeah. Mr. Green. Yeah. So um, no, uh, uh, and 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 I think for for Tesla it also it also doesn't really matter that much because. They they first want to get the product right. They want to get that uh, Tesla to be uh, the FSD yeah. to be really really good, and uh, um, that's the moment. Then that's the moment they will actually go white. But and and that's something that's intriguing me because if they are thinking like that, why is Ealing already saying that we are going to do the white release? So he's probably already uh, seeing that the product is really 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 good. Yeah. And uh, we're already seeing it in the in the in the first videos we saw last week. From uh, so, I don't know. Maybe we are we are on a cusp with something very fast happening. But uh, we'll see. It, it, for us, it doesn't matter that much. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's, so, uh, yeah. common fallacy for people is they look back and go, "Well, he thought it was going to come in 2016, and he's then he promised, you know, parking lot to parking lot, cross nation." You know, tra robotaxi travel from 2017, and he keeps promising 2018 and 19, so they keep discounting it. But the reality is that the way th what he's looking at is the rate of which the neural nets are learning, and and each time he thought it was going to happen, there was always another rate limiting thing that came up, and then they had to resolve that. And so for him to say it's August, then he still thinks it's going to happen by December. That to me is an is a interesting comment um, yeah. and then we did see a huge leap with 10.69.1 uh, 
you know, if, if it can solve complex left turns, you've, I'm sure you've seen Chuck Cook's left turn. Definitely. Three, yeah. a multi-lane highway, pretty well like a highway. It's going really fast. Lots of cars left and right, three, three lanes each, median in the middle, and all sorts of uh, variations of what can happen. If you can figure out how to do and, you know, creep properly, position themselves accurately, uh, watch, make sure that, you know, has visibility. If it can do that, right? Like it can, it can then take that knowledge and apply to every left turn or right turn anywhere. And we already saw that it's not, there's no issues with it recognizing stop signs, stop lights. So, you know what I mean? Like what is the next thing that is an impossibility for this car to do for it to be able to do? You know, obviously we're talking parking lots. It has to vastly improve reverse summon, uh, those kind of things. But And there's millions of edge cases that it needs to understand and learn. Um, but the one that's coming out recently that, that, that I'm very excited about is um, automatic collision avoidance. Yeah. So um, Swani, Swami, Swamani, um, Ashok, Ashok he, did a, yeah. he did a video just a week ago, and he said that these cars are now going to be able to do automatic collision avoidance because it has the eight cameras using vision only, be able to detect uh, occupancy networks, they called it, which is basically which which area of space is occupied, whether static or movement, because it knows if something's moving and where that will be occupied within seconds. Every 10 microseconds, it knows what's going around it. And so now they're they're saying that there's a feature coming out that will uh, prevent your Tesla from ever hitting anything. It won't hit a basketball pole. It, it, if there's an, a, an accident coming, it can know how to do proper evasive maneuvers and it's within microseconds we're talking here and it'll know where to go because it, that is where it projects to be safe area to move to. I've been saying that just that feature alone, forget RoboTaxi, this does not need regulatory approval. Uh, well, probably less. Uh, well, it probably doesn't not need regulatory approval, but just that feature alone is massive. I mean, if you're trying to lease a car to people, I would lease the car that it's not going to get into an accident or, you know, less likely to <laughs> ever hit a person and kill somebody or whatever it is, you know, so. Uh. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you bring this up because uh, that's one of the reasons that we are actually also only doing Tesla's because it's going to be the safest car in the world. Right. And uh, I think that's their that's that's their second mission. Huh? Is their yeah. their first mission is to uh, yeah. accelerate the uh, electric transport, but the second mission is to actually diminish the 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 the, the accidents happening and actually diminishing the, the number of people who are actually getting hit by a car. Yeah. yeah. So um, and even in our in our business model, we we can say that we are a leasing company which are which has the most safest fleet on earth. Exactly. So uh, that's that's very interesting for for our clients. Um, not only because it's safe and it's uh, therefore it's it's not hitting people, and you don't have to spend your attention on driving anymore because you know it's safe, but also because at this moment we pay a hefty fee for insurance. Yeah. So uh, about fifteen uh, percent of the whole leasing fee is about insurance. So. I think the the FSD package yeah, yeah. is all about insurance as well. Yeah. So the the, the Tesla insurance uh, product will uh, merge into the FSD uh, product. So 
for us as a leasing company, that's that's very exciting because then we have a, 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 an even better value proposition because we, we don't have to pay that much uh, insurance costs anymore. And actually, the the the, the highest rate of uh, of, uh, of collisions is uh, around parking. Mm. So I think about eighty percent of our damage mm-hmm. occurs during parking, mm-hmm. not on the on the highway or on normal streets or whatever. It's it's in those moments that you think, mm-hmm. oh, I'm finally there, or I have to start. That's the moment that it happens, mm-hmm. and where where the most damage happens. So. Uh, that's going to be an, an amazing, amazing feature, which in, indeed it doesn't need regulatory rep- uh, approval. So, yeah, we're ex- very excited about that one. That's going to be huge. Um, so you, I saw that you actually create software, an app. You have an app, correct? Yeah. And so this is the thing that I think, uh, I know that um, I was talking to Ryan Levinson and he has uh, 11 Teslas that he rents out on Turo, very successful business. And he uses Turo. Yep. But he has said that Turo is not perfectly designed for per se for fleet managers and just the various things that he needs as a fleet manager to manage. And you guys are doing this. You've got your app um, that you can, not only as I'm sure, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's consumer facing, but it's also something that you as a company is using to evaluate and tra- tracking, monitoring your vehicles, correct? Yep. So, so yep, go ahead. Tell me more about that because I think this is the secret sauce that Tesla may, they may do it themselves in the future, but they may also just, you know, company like you comes out with something like this and then you can license this to franchises uh, all around the world, basically, because this is the, and you, the, the reason I bring it up is that you're one of, if not the only company that has has 10 years of experience of leasing cars like this. And and Ryan was saying that there's just so many little tiny things that you wouldn't have thought of unless exactly. you've had the experience of renting cars out to people already. So t- tell me about what your app does and your thoughts on this. Yeah. Well, uh, we started thinking of, okay, what is the whole uh, consumer customer journey about? And uh, we, we we just looked at the customer journey. And we said, oh, there's a lot of paperwork involved. Yeah. Um, so we managed to get our contract from like 40 pages to like one page. So make it very very simple. And then yeah. we said we 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 want to uh, uh, give people the opportunity to order their car um, and lease the car or rent their car uh, from their mobile phone. Yeah. Uh, within within one minute, without all the paperwork, and that's that's what we what we started doing. So that's that's the first step that we accomplish right now, and that's why we are very uh, uh, eager to really expand that product because we already made it. So uh, the second thing we wanted to do is how are we able to uh, during the rental period mm-hmm. going to manage all the questions which are coming into our company. And all the all the uh, needy yeah. little uh, details that which involved uh, uh, and which happened. So we thought let's make that digital as well, and that's still something that we're working on. Yeah. And of course, that's going to be a very interesting feature because, and that's why we think also that there is an opportunity to be like a, a, a robot taxi as a service company because. Yep. Uh, this is the, the 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 background of the the, the not sexy part. <laughs> you, you don't want to get involved in this in this nitty gritty. 
And yeah. um, it, it doesn't work with, well, maybe for Ryan it works with 10 cars, but uh, it's actually much right. easier if you have 1,000 cars or 10,000 or 100,000. It's much easier to do that because then all the, all the processes are digitized. Yeah, and you, and, uh, and and you can extrapolate that to a lot of different clients for a very small amount of uh, uh, fee. So that's that's our strategy at this moment. And the third thing is, if you have all these things in place, then you can also eventually share the car. Yeah. So, uh, but I do think that Tesla is going to make an app where they're going to share the car. So that's that's yes. not something. So. Uh, I don't know where I don't know where we're going to meet, but um, maybe that's going to be two different apps. But we'll uh, uh, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to do it. I, I think they're going to create a share car sharing app. But you heard yeah. him already say that he does see a role for what he calls shepherds, mm -hmm. <laughs> shepherding the sheep that's out there, uh, and that's what you're doing, fleet management. I, I think he's they're going to partner with large fleet managers like you. Um, yeah. I think this app that you're talking about is is the secret sauce. It's a thing that um, you can resell, you can own yourself, and whether the whether people buy the car themselves or you own the car or car sharing, whatever model it is. Well, we we, we, want, we want to empower people to start their own renting company. There you go. So, and there and you we go. want to empower people to, uh, yeah. to 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 earn money on this uh, appreciating asset. So yeah. uh, um, I, I think Robotaxis will eventually be uh, financed or owned by the people. So yes. the people are going to earn money with that. And, 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 and not the, so, and also Tesla, of course, but there's a lot of uh, uh, places in the world where people can just make a business out of this. Oh, Florian, I'm excited for you, man. I'd love to be in your product management team because I'll be thinking, okay, so I'm managing a fleet of cars, but very soon I'm going to have to manage a fleet of bots. So yeah. what features do I need to have in my app to, you know, like <laughs> to manage a bot? <laughs> yeah, that's so exciting. I can't wait for AI day too to, to learn, about, learn more about that because I think that's going to be huge. It's, it's so exciting to think, think about that future. I think it's going to be big. I, I'm very, very excited about AI, which is 30 days from now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I always tell to people, we're not in a car business. We are in a robot business. And our, our yeah. robot has four wheels. That's the only difference. Yeah. And and uh, and there there will be a time that our, that the robot will be on two legs. But that's the only difference. Yeah. So it's it's the same animal. and yeah. But it has, it has the same brain. And it's all about the brain. It's all about the software, the neural nets. Yeah. That's where the value is. That's where the value is. Oh my God. And, and like you were saying earlier that you're even thinking bigger than just RoboTaxi. It could be like, um, it knows you so well because it's a brain and has seen you and talked to you forever or whatever you've used in the car. Uh, then it'll know, right? If you're headed to a birthday party or if you're headed to work or you're going to church or whatever it is, and then it, it will just preset everything. It'll know where to take you, or it will take you to wherever you th it thinks he needs to go. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, so, Florian, tell me about how you're invest, how you're funding all this, and uh, is there a robo investment fund? Is there ways that people like me and other investors be able to contribute and join you? You're, you've you've convinced me that a you've got an amazing purpose driven mission driven company. You've been doing this since 2008 went all in on Tesla 2013, 
you've been leasing cars for 10 years, you've now been accumulating robo taxis you've got the vision your vision is way beyond just you're 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 like an elon light okay you're not you're not gonna be elon but <laughs> you're hanging out this coattail more closer there than i am so <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm just i'm just affected by him i'm <laughs> it's i'm just picking picking his ideas you repeat his words is what you exactly hear. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but tell us how do we help you how do we get part of this if anything be part of the franchise or how does this work yeah yeah, so uh, um, you can always contact us through our through our website. It's uh, mrgreen.eu, okay. and uh, within that website, you can either go to the investor relations page, or you can go to the cards, or you can see what our mission is, or you can uh, join our blog or our newsletter, or whatever. But um, the financing part, we started already, uh, I think, four years ago by uh, involving the crowd to finance us. So we uh, we gave out bonds in the Netherlands. Mm for uh, 6% uh, interest, and uh, it's a bond of uh, four years, and uh, you have the car as collateral, and the cash flows from the rental, uh, nice. from the rental period, from the, from the lease contract. So it's a, it's a pretty safe investment, yeah. and um, uh, you actually help us build our mission and uh, uh, have an impactful investment. So. It's maybe more about the impact than about the return. That's what I've learned from talking to our investors. Uh, we have about 2,000 investors right now. Yeah. And uh, we are trying to set this up for uh, for foreign investors as well. We're not there yet, but that's, uh, that's one of our ideas. And uh, we are very happy to uh, to expand our, our investment offering. So at this moment, we only offer bonds, but maybe in the future, we're going to uh, set up a robo-investment fund where we're going to collect everybody and then we're going to maybe buy robots together and we're going to exploit them exactly. and then you're, you're, you're kind of our uh, equity partner. Yeah. So uh, I'm very excited to, to, to have talks with a, a lot of people around the world about this idea and uh, I'm getting a lot of uh, good feedback. So um, hopefully we're going to set it up uh, pretty soon and uh, well, keep you informed, of, of course, when this wow. happens. Okay, very, very powerful. I'm so glad I had a chance to get to know you better, Florian, and get to know Mr. Green better. Everybody, please follow Florian on Twitter at Mr. Green EV. This is a story that has been around for a while, but this is the years when it's about to go, you know, exponentially growth for you and you're set up. You're well organized. Um, it sounds great. I love the business. I think it's the future. I want to support it. I think we all need to support you. Um, it's and uh, you have a role. You have a role to support Tesla as well. So, Florin, pleasure meeting you. Thank you for your time. Um, you know, I promise people that they get brighter every time they watch this, and <laughs> I bring on people like you. And it's just uh, you're brilliant. So thank you, and you're inspirational to me too. So thank you very much, Florin. Well, thank you very much for having me. And if people have any questions, they can always uh, tweet me or uh, we're yeah. very happy to share our, our, our deck and our, our vision. So uh, thank you very much okay. for giving me the opportunity to explain our, uh, our idea.